The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. So introduce me to Kiss. All right, man. So Kiss is a, is a um, concept. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure I heard it when I was younger. Um, but like where it really stuck at was uh, or what where really really you know really hit me at was in the military. Keep it simple, stupid. And um, I was listening to a podcast by uh, Eric Thomas, and he was doing a speech at a school at a college, and he was saying how you know the simplistic. We try to if you we try to be deep. You know what I mean? Whether it be talking to people because we want people to think like we're super deep or whatever, we're super smart, we're competent, basically. And he was like, you know, when you understand something, you could break it down to a simplest form. And when you try to explain something that you don't understand, that's when you mess up. You know what I mean? You you you, you all them been in been in a situation where you're like, all right, my man trying too hard. You know what I'm saying? And uh when I was on a range, the uh range instructor, he broke it down so simple, man. It's like every concept, whether it be the shotgun, the AR, the handgun, he broke it down super simple. He like, this is a handgun. This is the magazine. And he just went through the whole stuff. And it's it's funny, but it's like, at the end of the day, he got his point across. And um, even this little course I'm going through at the moment, man, it's like our instructor is like, it's super simple and it feels like it's like not effective. You know what I mean? Because whether we... Um, we used to a more like strict environment or whatever the case may be. It's so simple that it's like at the end of the day, he really getting his point across. So it's like, keep it simple, stupid. As long as you're hitting the basics, as long as you hit the foundational pieces, everything else you will learn along the way. But if you got those main, if you got those building blocks, excuse me, if you got those main foundational steps, then everything else can be built on top of it. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I appreciate you, man, dropping that info on me. I got a question for you, man. So, yeah. um, I was, uh, I was doing some thinking. Uh, I actually heard something on the radio, and as uh, it just really got my wheel a turning. Um, so one of the questions was like, it was uh, concerning the past, the past and the present, and like uh, when you like when you smash those together, like what do you get? You get a mixture of the past, and then you get a mixture of the present. Like what do you get? Like oh, you asking? Yeah, I'm asking. Uh, yeah. Oh, mixture of the past, mixture of the present. Um, I think you get my like. Does it could be well versed? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a little bit of both. So I think it's like it makes so, you a what, more experienced. Okay, so what would be a well versed person that's blended with the past and the present? <laughs> what does that person look like? Think like people that uh like younger kids that grew up with their grandparents, or like younger kids that grew up raised by their grandparents. How do those people sound? They sound. You think like they older people? Like man. So those are the ones that got an old soul. Right, right, right. Where it's like, like man, you've been here before. Right. Like, you can gotcha. really feel that, man, from them people. Okay. Um. That's a, that's uh. It's funny, man. Oh, go ahead. I ain't gonna cut you. No, off. you go ahead. What was you about to say? The new generation has knowledge, but our old, but our parents have experience. That's what comes to mind when you say that. And it's like I think when you blend the two, because the present has more knowledge as far as new technology being involved, like phones and stuff like that. But our parents have experience, so it's all. If I could, if I could break it down like an analogy, like our parents was in a generation that was building the technology that we use now. So while they may not know how to use it, they know everything that's inside of it. That makes sense. That's interesting. How can you have... Say that one more time to me. I, um, how did you start this off? I said uh, the new generation has knowledge, but our parents have experience. Okay. How can you have... How can you gain knowledge without experience, though? Because you could learn about something but never done it before. But how? Like what? Okay, what makes that believable? Like tangible. In, like in school, right? Like you could go to college and learn how to do your job without doing it before. Or like. But still, at one point in time, like interns, you still got to get out there and actually do it, right? Right. But you learn the knowledge before you become an intern. Okay, you're right. But again, the thing that I 
that I want to challenge you to think about for a lot of people, like a, a child, right? Right. So long before you do a lot of things, I, I and I'm, I'm in a total agreement with you, long before you do a lot of things, you hear about it and people... Like there, even if it, even if it feels like they force feeding you information, they're going to get that, you know, they're going to get that to you because a lot of times they don't want you to make the mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a hot stove, they tell you, don't touch that stove. Right. So you like, man, you always saying that, you know what I'm saying? So, again, you are becoming, you becoming educated on the stove per se, or are you even educated if you're not even receiving it? Can you be educated if you're not willing to receive something, hmm. the information? That's a good question, man. Uh, I wouldn't call it education. I, would, I don't know what Can word you even become it. knowledgeable if you're not willing to hmm. intake it? That's a good question, man. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, man. Um, Things that make you say, hmm. Right, right. That's a good so, question. That's a that, good one, man. Yeah, because see, that right there, <laughs> that changes things right there. It because, do. again, now- Maybe it takes the experience for you to be willing to accept. Right, right. This stove is hot. Like, yeah. yo, like, yo, don't, no, don't touch it. Don't <laughs> right. even cook on it no more. You know, now you're you telling scared. other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it came through experience. But before that, they were telling you, right. don't touch it. But it was personal experience that drew that connection. And, you know, in essence, now all of a sudden, you like, you know. Nah, that ain't nothing to play with. Yeah, hundred you know percent. <laughs> Put on the mittens. That's right. <laughs> you know, like for real, you ain't even playing the radio no more. Yeah, brother got a small throw everything. <laughs> no, like that's real so, though. Man. Like yeah. So now with that, you know, let's let's go back to what you said. How did you start that off? I said that uh, you, the, the new generation has knowledge, but our parents have experience. And for me, um. I think education is the key to liberation. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of times we have to get put in situations or excuse me, I would say some people have to be forced to be educated. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, uh, some people learn by touching the stove and then they learn to like, OK, maybe I need to listen a little bit more. Some people got to hit their hand a little bit harder, hit their head a little bit harder and like, yo, I well. I could do it this way. I could figure it out this way. I could do it this way. And that's good on some points, but some points it's not. I guess it's all education, but I don't know. You, know you said saying? something that was valuable. You say sometimes certain people have to be forced into it. Right, right. 100%. So when, like, think about this for a moment, if you can. When is the opportunistic time in which people feel forced to have to 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 have to respond now? Like Give me being example. cheated out of something. Somebody right. takes something from you. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden oh, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. And, and now that you know the, the carrot that they took from you that's rightfully yours. Now they dangling over your head because you you are lacking something, a qualification, or you're lacking something in which you know that belongs to you. That's mine. Like right. I, you know, I I got the skills for the job. I know everything, but you're not qualified though. Right, 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 man. That's true, man. And I I take it a step further. Like like you said, people dangling the carrot above your head. It's like you get. Charge more than what you should have. You know what I'm saying? And you like, bro, I should have known that, man. But it's like, and it, or it's not even I should have known that. It's like, dang, bro, I can't believe that happened to me, man. Now you like, bro, I got to learn about money. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Now I got to learn about uh, negotiation. You know what I mean? So sometimes you force it that way, too. Or you just being in the environment, uh, in, in, you know, you're in an environment in the midst of a building full of so-called smart people. Now they ask you a question. Oh yeah, true. And everybody in the room seems like they know the answer, but they ask you, you sit around there, you perplexed. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he said was right. Was he really? Right. They looking right. at you like they, they want a response from you. Nah, like I said, he he was right. No, yeah, explain it. What was he right about? I mean what he said was right. <laughs> Yo, for you real, bro. You just need it. You're like, no, no, but we're asking. Now, now all of a sudden, and, and you start noticing the more they talk, the more educated you start to realize they are. You know, no, what we're asking you is to, if you can, can you go ahead into detail and break it down for us so that we understand what it is that you were stating that he's right about? Now you like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro. Like you heard what homie said is like the more you start talking, right, they're looking bro. at you like, 
<laughs> um, Do you really know? Um, what school did you say you attend? <laughs> and it really is that moment be, right there. Hey, then all of a sudden, them droplets start coming. I, uh, <laughs> Before no, pressure hey, on, then yeah, yeah. spotlight. Like, Lord, it ain't got hot in it. Some y'all ain't got no AC. <laughs> For hey, real, that's bro. how it be, man. Hey, that's funny, dog. That's true. But yeah, but when them droplets come out, bro, that ain't no, no hiding that. Now you know you, you, you know you, it at that point. you know you, you're done. Nah, you're yeah. done. Cooked. Well, you pressure cooker. <laughs> Cooked. Yes, man. sir. Yes, it's sir. Like, all right. Smothered. Touche. Smothered neck bones. <laughs> well, that brother coming off the bone. <laughs> Roasting it, <laughs> really. That's what they do—a roasty. Yeah, that's fine. I wonder but, that where that term came from. An educated you know roast too. <laughs> Getting roasted. Well, bro. I promise it's, it's probably it's nothing worse than you get roasted by the homies. But if you it's an educated roast, <laughs> and I'm telling you, stewing too. Ah oh, man, it's and you can't get mad either. You can't get mad because now nah, they roasting you by simply asking you questions now that they oh, feel bro. you should already know. Oh. <laughs> That's all you can say. Yeah. That's all you can say, man. Man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But hey, then then all of a sudden they start asking you a question. Then the question that you know and you would normally know now, you second guessing that stuff, they ask you, they'd be like, Yeah. So um, what state you say you from Savannah? <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. Exposed. No, miscombobulated, bro. You don't know what's going on. You just you don't even want to be there no more. Put the click of his shoes together. Like, don't you can't go away, bro. You, ah, bro, you a fool, man. That was so true. But we ain't even supposed to be laughing this hard. But having too much fun. That's true though. Yeah, uh, man. They be having you, man. Yeah, boy. Miscombobulated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's hilarious. Mm. All right, man. We moving. We moving along. <laughs> you know that. You know the thing that always attracts me, and I, I find it very intriguing. Right when I hear this, when I hear this come from the older, you know, the generation that came prior to us. Right. Like our parents. They they always they say this. Yeah, man. You know, boy, things didn't change so much. Growing up, boy, things, yeah, things, things, things were, they were dangerous, but they not like now. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, bro, it's, it's, it's wicked. The world is wicked now. But it's like, they parents still went, okay, so to specify what I'm talking about, our parents, our parents' parents would have said the same thing to our parents. Right. Our grandparents would have said the yeah. same thing to our parents. Yeah. Right. Our grandparents would have say, said the same thing to our parents, and it would have sounded like, yeah, but things ain't like how they used to be when we were coming up. You know, you go outside, man, and you can play all the way until, you know, into the lights, you know, into after dark or whatever, and you ain't got to worry about, you know, Susie May, you know, you, you mess around and you act up in school. Susie May going to beat you behind, and then you're going you to go home, and then when they find out about it, they're going to get you too. So you might get about three of them in the same day. The teacher might get you too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, you hear about all of that, and then by the time, like, that's what your grandparents say. Then your parents telling you about how they came up, and then back in that time, you still had, and this man, like, this, this is the thing, man. It's like, we talking about, we talk about probably about between the 20 and the 30 year time difference. Right. You still have what I'm about to call out, but it's in certain places. But here in, you know, um, in Savannah, it's not, it's not as big as it once was probably in the in the 80s, early 90s, you know, um, but like corner stores. Mm, right. Or like, you know, like you got that, <clears throat> you got that like, you know, a mom, a mom's and pop shop type, you know, um, corner store or whatever, where you can go ahead and you just, you walk out your house and you walk down the street and then you go to the corner store and you got pig feet in the store. You might have, you know, um, uh, you know what I'm talking nah, about, man. Bro. Or you might mess around and have uh pickled eggs or whatever, man, in the jar, stuff right. like that, man. What was crazy about that stuff, bro? Like Baked I was talking about sandwiches. Yeah, man. Yeah, you man. know, um, 
the cookies, man. You know them cookies, man, that used to be pink. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, bro? Yeah, bro. Yeah, like, I don't even know what them joints called, man. Yeah, man, but the ones I'm talking about, man, they were like, they were almost like circular. Mm, I ain't seen yeah, man, look, man, like they like almost like butter cookies, man, but they were pink. It was more prevalent back then. You would have corner stores like that, and people would know who the store owner is because really he was a part of, the, or he or she may have been a part of the community. Right. You know, and that community being that particular neighborhood, maybe. You know, you would have, like I said, the corner stores, but then you would also have talks about, like back in the day, trick or treating. All right, be careful now. Um, you know, we need to check that candy, make sure ain't no razors or nothing in the candy. Oh, yeah, my mom so, did that. So, okay, if your mother did it, then that she was doing it for a reason. Otherwise, she would have never been doing it. What was the reason, though? Where right. did that come from? Right. It would have had to have came from her generation still, right? So, yeah. it, it had to. For her to feel like, I need to check this candy. Maybe, just maybe, that was something that was introduced to her through her generation or the generation before. My thing is, it's just like, we're talking about in the early 90s, mid-90s, grown-ups, parents checking children's candy for raises. Now, we like, I know for a fact now, like, my father spoke about growing up and stuff like that and the same thing. I came up in a generation in which, man, I remember when I was real little, I, I me physically, I, I saw I saw Atari. Atari. I, I oh, saw yeah. one. Like I I so touched the, one. Atari with the joystick joint? Yeah, I touched one when I was little. Mm. You know, um but again, I didn't really have much of a connection to that. Right. Because again, that's still I would consider that still a little before my time. Now, my connection point was something that I touched. What was you know what something that was tangible that I understood and knew what it was. And you know, I I yearned to have one. Was I remember when the first Nintendo came out? Right. I definitely I remember that. You know, um, I remember being growing up, man. You being you know you going like a store. And like the Pac-Man joint, you know, you you sitting around there and you playing it like arcade type yeah, setup man. and stuff. Like the world, like See, honestly, because I talk, I caught the tail end of Nintendo, like Nintendo sixty four, and then I remember when they still had their car gate, uh, excuse me, arcade arcade games at Walmart. They used to have it in Walmart. Used to have it in Pizza Hut, things like that. Yeah. See, it hung around in like Pizza Huts, Godfathers, and stuff like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can remember like Walmart's. You know, then I can remember, man, you go across town, it's a Kmart, and oh, the rivalry yeah. between the two. A lot of people, like, they wouldn't even, they just know Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, now, we we entering into a new phase now in market. What's that mean? Like, in market. The gas, the gas station. station. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Before gotcha. that, it was just in mark. Yeah, right. But it's it's taken and it's evolved. Right, in market. Man. I remember the first one that I, in market. It was the red one. Yep. Mart was the red one, yep. and now they they done, they done did a whole little revamp. Yeah, that what I'm. Yeah, it, it's 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 grown. Yeah, and it's like man. So I mean, just think about in another ten to fifteen years, if it's still around, what it's going to become. Mm-hmm. If it has room to grow, then it'll be it'll probably be on the scale of like a, a neighborhood Walmart. Right. You know that's new. Yeah, you know that's never had yeah. a uh, exactly. neighborhood Walmart before. Exactly. But what I'm saying is. It's like, man, things are changing at a rapid, you know, at, at, at such a rapid process. It's like if you're not if you're not aware and not just aware, if you're not if you're not focused, man, and you get lost in the present of where, you know, where you are with the past. A lot of times we forget where we've come from. Right. And if we forget where we come from, then. We're not even paying attention to the present, you know, you know, that the, the time period in which we're living in, you know, it becomes a choice on whether or not you choose to become educated. So if you make the choice not to even want to pay attention or become, you know, um, cognizant of what's going on around you presently, then to be honest with you, you're walking around aimlessly. And then a lot of people, hey, you're dumbfounded. Right. You know. So, guard by exactly. Yeah, yeah, when you finally that. decide you want to wake up, right, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 and right. by the time you wake up, then all of a sudden, it's almost like being in a coma, bro. It's no different than a person 
a person that's been in a coma since the 70s and then they mess around and, sk- and skip two decades, so 80s, 90s, they wake up. And All of a sudden, the world is totally different. The styles have changed. You know what I'm saying? When you went down, you know, butterfly collars, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Afros, you know, Let's matter of fact, depending on what time in the 70s you went down, the Afro may have been big or it might have been starting to come, you know what right. I'm saying? Because it toward the late, the latter part of the 70s, the Afros was coming in a little bit because it was preparing for them Jerry curls. I'm just keeping it above. <laughs> The Jerry girls. Yeah, them Jerry's. The wet ones. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, like, that's right. But it's like, think about that, though. Think about what, that. The Jerry girl? No, think about man being asleep for two decades. Oh, right, right, Waking right. up. And two, when you man. when you went down eight tracks and stuff out. Right. Then all of a sudden, you wake up. Man, here there's CD players. I think. You got, oh, go ahead. I'm saying like CD players that look at the clothing. The clothing tra- changed dramatically in a in a span of we talking about two decades, bro. Yeah. So 80s, 90s. If you wake up in the 2000s, bro, like I'm talking we, at that time, it's baggy jeans, bro. Baggy everything big. Yeah. <laughs> everything big. You know what I'm saying? Big or go home. Tall you know, tees, real, that, bro. But I you get roasted that. if you if you wear something tight. The bacon neck. Yeah, well, look at man. Hey, my white teeth. Yeah, ah, uh, bro, that's when the headbands, <laughs> the wristbands, all, bro, all that, man. man that'll be crazy. Shirt two, a hey, two sizes too big. <laughs> For real, <laughs> that's man. Look crazy, here, bro. we really didn't know our waist size. That's funny because it's so not true. A t- not until it was time to get a tuxedo. Yeah, man. And then it. at that point, you didn't feel right in the tuxedo pants because you like, you, bro. Even then, it was when like the big ones. You know what I'm saying? I remember the Steve Harvey suits, the, the older ones. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So it's like, that is true, though, man. But at the, but at the same time, though, I feel like, uh, you know, at that, at that time, you kind of stuck in your style. I mean, you kind of stuck in the present. That is the present. You know what I'm saying? In a sense, yeah, because uh, the present time, was it was that. Right. It was like, you know that... It looked it okay. It would have looked weird for you to in the in the two thousands, brother. Early two thousand. It would have looked weird for you to be walking around with, with a fitted on. a fitted t shirt. Right. You would have looked like you out of out of the era. Right. 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 That's interesting. It Think about dope. that. That'd be a dope movie, bro. And call that more out of era. <laughs> like for real. But you had that though. Think about Drake, Andre three thousand. You know what I'm saying? People that brother was weird and bro, stuff. Ex- you know what that's I'm why, but see, that's why he stuck out. He's, that's right. That's that. I mean, I guess you had those people that push the edge or step outside, step outside of the, uh, step outside of norm. Like you know, people that had like, okay, let me try some Japanese fashion. Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this some some London fashion. Whoever was exposed. I guess it depends on your exposure too, though. You know what you're exposed to, because if you only know a certain type of style, that's what you're gonna stick with. Until you peep something else and you're like, oh yeah, I kind of rock with that, man. That's dope. Yeah, but anytime a style change, man, or you get a, a clash in styles or like the perspective, what what causes a perspective to change is when you get when you get a mogul doing something or you get a you know uh a superstar doing something like right. for example in the early 2000s to me one of the pioneers for the, the baggy wear in in the look man was ai like man uh, yeah, yeah, ai yeah. bro he would have but again that was him he wasn't just like that that was him like during that during that time period that brother stayed with something big on man yeah it, the bigger the better you know what i'm saying it is like, bro. I'm like, yo. Why is it like that? Who, who, but where did that come from? When did when did the biggie stuff start? The baggy stuff started coming out. I don't know, but he you said he was. Saying? He said he was shopping at the big and tall. He said, man, he had dudes on the team getting hot with him because they're like, yo, they they can't even. You know what I'm saying? It's already limited. The big and tall section is limited. But that brother's <laughs> he's shopping and getting his stuff. But that's a trip funny, though, bro. like for real. You know, it's a limited is, selection. But nah, that makes sense. Damn, that makes perfect sense, man. That's funny, dog. I wonder where that style originated. You know what I'm saying? Like how how it came about. But back to your point of um switching it up, like uh, I think you're right. Like a mogul has to um 
probably has the pioneer at first. Like the first person I think of with the tall tees and stuff like that was like uh, groups. Like a lot of groups used to come out D4L or like Soldier Boy tell them things like that. Well, see, Soldier Boy, I don't even classify him. Like, see, that's to me. Okay, D4L, yeah, but even before D4L. I'm thinking of them franchise boys. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, them boys right, that yeah. lean with it, ride with it. You know what I'm saying? Like That's everything true. was big and just like over the top. You know what I'm saying? Like t shirts, bro, that women would sleep in and call a nightgown. That's what, you know, that's T-I what them boys. used to do it too. Yeah. But see, <laughs> you know, now, now that you say that, all these groups we calling out, bro, that's South, though. Yeah. Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. So, what, where they doing that stuff up north? Now, that's a good question. See, I don't, I don't know. And I can't even lay claims to even fronting like I know because I don't know what was going on in the Because I was right in my own compartment. Right. And my compartment was here in the south. Exactly. Except for the music, though. Like, it's funny. But, and it's, man, it's crazy. Now you got me thinking, man, because music videos and stuff was out during that time. So, you did have access to what everybody else was doing. But you look at it weird though. Like I remember seeing like up north dudes with the tank top on, that the, the uh, do rag, the uh, fitted cap, some Timberlands on, and some now shorts. Now the Timbo, see they were gonna always shorts. see up, like, that see up north, bro. But see, now, okay, that brings me to my point. So yeah, at that, at that point in time in the two thousands, everything was big. It was they didn't have it, it on big, but I'm just no, saying. No, the Tim, I remember. The, the I remember. Side. I remember they would have on Tim's, bro, with shorts. Right, but the shorts was they was big. The, the shorts was kind of bloated. Right. Yeah, everything at that point in time was yeah because they had them. We had them. We completely dismissed the style of the shorts above the knees because I remember for a long time the shorts above the knees that was like my that was like my 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 old man in them era like <laughs> like. Like you right for, though. Yeah, like you think about it, I bro. I think like, about the me with the dude with the collar shirt tucked in and the khaki shorts like, like, with a new pants. I'm saying, like you think about it though, like funny. real talk. That's like out. when you think about it, <laughs> and even okay before AI, let's talk about okay before AI played about uh, played basketball, right? You look at the NBA players, the modern the modern day NBA player during that point in time before AI got into the league. The one person that you would say that kind of that kind of changed the game on how like the shorts they weren't quite fitted. Jordan, Jordan shorts weren't quite fitted. They were a oh, little. You saying he wasn't, wasn't super baggy though? I mean, no. What I'm saying is they weren't like they weren't real fitted and so short. Jordan shorts had then changed a little bit. You can kind of tell it was a little change in the fashion. But then by the time AI came, man, AI took it to a whole nother level. And then you start seeing a lot of people like them shorts, man, baggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he would, like, I hear a lot of people talk about him as far as changing, like, the whole style yeah. of uh, basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, that, and that's it. Because with, with that, you too, what you think about, you talking about sports and sports fashion. and fashion colliding. Right. But that with was the, the hip-hop too, culture. Though. Yeah. That was a hip hop culture, and that's when hip hop hip hip hop took off like a wildfire, bro. Like you know, like with the Adidas hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's just it was a perfect yeah. mesh and a perfect blend, and it's just like, bro, like it, it was just it, it was it was stylish, bro. It was. I think it uh, too though. You know, you had a lot of um, gravitation from the inner city. Out, you know what I'm saying, and like that kind of helped push the whole thing because they bringing what they already they bring their skill. They te- well, first of all, they bring their style with them, but what made them focus on what people focused on because they was always there was their skill, their talent. And it's like where are these guys coming from? They bring in the hip hop style with them, and then that's influenced the younger kids. It's like yo, you see my man, blah blah blah, and I think that's that that helped it too. Yeah, it, it's like it definitely brought. It was like man, it was a movement, bro, and it's like. Movements don't just happen, man, by chance. A movement that you know, the very, the very mention of the word movement, it tells you a flow is happening. It's a flow, and one thing about the world and life, the life, ne- you know, life never sits still, man. You know, the world never uh, sits still. It's like even if you just chilling, bro, the world's still moving. Hundred percent. And it's like, bro. And if you ain't careful, bro, it's like multiple, the flow movement, it's multiple waves that come. 
It's like the ocean, bro. You out there at sea, bro. It's like, bro. It's like, man, you steady, you steady have flow happening, man. You ste steady have waves. And then every so often you get something known as a tidal wave. Something that and just, that just yeah. it, it just, bro, it, it, it catches, it takes you by storm. Right. That tidal wave. And it has a, uh, it has a, uh, what do you call it? Lasting effect. Exactly. It, it definitely has a, a lasting effect. And what it is, man, it's like, bro, like the, the effects that come from that, it changes the game. It changes things. It's like things will never be the same no more. Like, you know, like look at Katrina. It's like, man, after I'm, I'm saying look at Katrina, but look at, you know, Look at over there, uh, Louisiana and all that. After Katrina came through there, man, they're like, things were never the same. Right. They were never the same. You know, they you can always say you'll rebuild something, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be exactly the same. True, true. Now, I challenge it, uh, and this is just side talk, you know, I don't... Is it though? Like once something comes through and changes, I think it goes back to what it, what it just rebuilds back what it was, what it was normally doing. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. why you say that? Think about this for a second. I can take you to a community, right? <clears throat> I can take you to a community today that may not be thriving at all. You, I can take you to a community that may look like it's dying today. And in that, within that same community, by the end of the street, I tell you, now I could be I could take you from the west side to the east side, going down one street, and I tell you, when we start off, I say, man, what you think about this here? You be like, bro, this mall look bad, man. It's like, man, it, it look like, bro, really and truly, this look like this. It, it looks like it's in ruins. Right. And we just follow all the way. And we go back toward the east portion of the street. By the time we get to the east portion of the street, and we just keep traveling up, I say, man. What you think not? Nah, tell me about the screen. But this don't even look like the same screen. By the time we get to a certain point on the screen, let's just look. And let's just say you look and, and it's a brand new house. Up. Things increase. The cost to stay there increases. Property taxes increase. Right. So that means everybody can't live there no more. Nah, that makes sense. So I now it changes. I could definitely see that. I wasn't expecting that. Just <laughs> me neither. Me neither, man. Uh, yeah, because we were supposed to be talking about the rules of generation. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, we ain't even oh, got to that, got man. That. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's fascinating to me is the rule changes, man. Like right. the rule changes to life and, and, you know, how we sit there and we tell us, well, we doing this to, to make sure that safety is at the, you know, is at the forefront. And we want to make sure that this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen. Like, do you think that today, today's generation is actually overall better as you know with with the the different things that we've put in place for the uh for safety and um and rules with rules do you think it is actual do you think it's actually better hmm. <clears throat> uh do i think it's better um i think so man like i'm always i'm an optimist man so like you know, as generations go on, I always think we move towards a better thing. Now, everything we implement, definitely not. You know what I'm saying? And what about, I, okay, one off top. One off up? top. Taking up religion out of school. Uh, honestly, this is my personal belief. I think the morals and the values and stuff I learned from that growing up has helped me better than it's hurt me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily think it's a negative and it should be taken out. If you don't want to participate, like they have... Things to where, hey, if you don't want to say under God and the pleasure of leaving, allegiance, you don't have to say that. You don't understand things like that. So I don't think that uh, taking it out is necessarily the right step. In 1962, the, uh, the Supreme Court held that the Establishment Clause prohibited the recitation of school-sponsored prayer in public school. This happened in 1962. I didn't know that. Right. All along, I was thinking that that was something that happened in the 90s or something. But what, taking religion out of school? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, with the prayer, like, people was, like, it's crazy. It's interesting now because, like, people were making a big fuss about this in the 90s. But yeah. why in the 90s? When this, when this right here, what I just read to you, it took place in 1962. True. 
I think like, I remember praying in school, like uh, the principal should get on the intercom yeah, and like, uh, pray right so before school. Something ain't right. So like, what you mean though? What what uh what about, what uh stumps you about that? Well, they couldn't recite it in school. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can so, recite the prayer in school, but, but you can still pray in school. Right. Same thing with guns, though. Like, and I had this this thing with guns for years. You know what I mean? Guns or uh, policing, things like that. It's a uh, it's a constant reform of it. I would say it like that. You have uh, a generation that grew up with different, like you raising your children with those opposing views. So then, when we get in place, we bring the same issues up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you raise your son to say, hey, we should have uh, prayers in school. I raised my daughter not to say that. Let's just say we both both our kids get office, get an office. I'm pushing a bill to allow that. I'm pushing a bill that's not. You know what I'm saying? And then you have people in America with the same viewpoints. You know what I'm saying? Opposing viewpoints. They kids bro, used up now um, believing the same thing, pushing that same thing. That's how I look at it. Hmm. So the first... K through 12 mass shooting of the modern era occurred in 1989. That's crazy that you brought that up though, because it it occurred it occurred. Well, I wouldn't say mass shooting, but mass killing. 19, I think 27, a guy drove his car full of dynamite into a school, killed like 48 kids or something like that. So the mass thing, the mass killing of people hasn't. I've just learned that in class like a couple of days ago. You know what I'm saying? The mass shooting, I think, the one that changed everything was the Columbine, Columbine shooting. Well, this one right here, this is the first K-12 through mass shooting of modern era. This is of the modern era. So before Columbine, this was it. This was in, eight, this was in 1989. Mm. And it was in the schoolyard at Cleveland Elementary School. In Stockton, California. So this could have been the thing that probably uh, prompted, you know, like I was talking about in the 90s, I kept hearing like at nauseam, they was talking about this is what happened when you don't, you know, when you take school, you know, when you take uh, uh, religion right, out of right, school. Right. This, that. So this is probably what, you know, what, what really what like drove that point. So they probably were trying to fight since then to try to get it back into the school system. I mean, two things with that. Like, I think, you know, like I could find if I was in the office, I could find anything to push my agenda. Of course. Or I would say like agenda, whatever the case may be, to say that. So it could have been that. Um, two, I feel like, uh, I don't know if this is where you were going with it, but I feel like it's nothing new under the sun. With technology, I think it become more prevalent. I mean, we, we just hear about it more. Like... You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's probably what, like I'm pretty sure mass killing's been going on. We probably just didn't know about it and things like that. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to sweep things up under the rugs, man. Uh, when you don't have access to it worldwide, right, right, worldwide. That's a perfect word. Mm-hmm. I think that really changed everything. Like to where things were being televised, like things over the internet, your phone, pictures. Like as it became, it definitely played a part too. Like modelly in like when you start dealing with segregation and you start dealing stuff like that. That's what kind of changed the game. When it's like you know that theory of you know um, you can. Um, you could throw rocks and hide your hands, right. so to speak. So if you hearing whispers of boy the South, boy, it's it's bad in the South. You hearing whispers, but you not really able to hear screams and the horror and the terror that actually goes on in the South. That's one thing. But the moment that you know you cut on your TV and something is made, you know, uh, vivid through a visual, right. Then all of a sudden, that, that's a game changer. Because now, when you had somebody that may have created this horror, and they can go home, they twisted enough to go home and lay their head down and function like they're a regular person. Now, the moment that whoever did this horror goes home, and now his family exposed to his horror that he helped you know create, now all of a sudden, it changes things. Because now... Well, otherwise, you would have had this, I don't know, this this twisted sense of freedom of, this twisted sense of freedom because you didn't get caught, so to speak. Now, all of a sudden, you tormented now because your family that's, that, that has a conscience, oh, my God, I wonder who could ever do something such so heinous. And the, the heinous person sitting right there 
within the family. Right. Your uh, neighbors, people like that, people in your community know about it now. Exactly. I mean, that's true, man. Like, it's no different than Emmett Till. Right. Like, see, that's the thing. In the North, the North functioned one way. Like, Chicago, all it, it functioned one way during that time period. But in the South, it was an infestation of hatred. That's the best way I can put it. An infestation of hatred. And it was on a whole nother. It, it was ready to reach a balling point. And with uh, with, with Emmett's mother did that with was open casket. That changed. That changed the narrative of history. You have to operate with a with a level of humbleness to do such a thing because your pride would have to be put to the side. Because in your mind, most prideful people will say in a moment like that, most prideful people will still say, nah, we're going to have a closed casket. Nah, that that body is too, it's too, we not, no, I'm not going to show my child looking like that. Right. Still, it's, the, it's that pride that's attached to it. She said she want the world to see what they did to her son. In a moment that happened. And that was shown across the TV. Any person of color looked at that and said, you know what? God forbid, that could have been my child. Right. That face, that distorted face, that that became the face of a, 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 a present and evident version, a traumatic version, a hatred-filled version of the United States. It functioned in a sense in which it was it was it was very much hidden from a lot of a lot of people didn't a lot of people didn't know this stuff was happening, and then when they when they saw that 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 changed everything that, that changed everything. It really it, it caused you to really look at yourself in a different light, especially if you call yourself an American. I'm pretty sure, man. I feel like something like that could like. <clears throat> electrically, electrically, uh, electrically charge a bunch of things. You know what I'm saying? Like it could, like you said, either you got an opposing side who's like, man, you know, they changed because they like they don't want to be viewed as somebody who could do something like that. Change their ways for 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 fear of how they would be viewed. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of things that something like that could do. Uh, but you said being broadcasted world worldwide allows something to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for to be uh, dissected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it allows it to be dissected, and and, and when it, otherwise it would have just went right up, uh, it would have went right beneath the cracks, man. Mm-hmm. It's just right beneath the you know, and that's what was happening. It was happening for uh, for far too long. It would somebody and I and that's the thing, man. When it comes to stuff like that, man, the trailblazers, um, the trailblazer, man, to play the role of a trailblazer, it's not easy, bro. It's not easy because that means a lot of times that a person is called a trailblazer, they call a trailblazer because of a reason. They are normally the first one to actually go through with something that's full of discomfort. You know, it's go so if it's if it's not comfortable, then that means it's gonna be some misery, you know, some agony attached to it. It's gonna be painful a lot of times, you know. But again, when you take self out of it, you become something entirely different. You know, again, that's when it becomes about a movement when you take self out of it, because then it becomes free flowing. It's from the heart. You know, that's something that you're willing to give up. You're giving up the selfish parts of self to, you know, to sacrifice for the greater good. Right. And that's a trailblazer. Because a lot of times a trailblazer and, and a lot of times when you when a person decides to take up that take up that mantle, that unco- that uncomfortable mantle. It's not even about it's not even about. A, a title at that point because to be real with you a lot of times these individuals they would love to have somebody to accompany them but everybody else scared mm-hmm. so it becomes them they're not begging hey, I, hey I, I'll take the title they're not begging for that 
But they understand if I don't do it, we're going to still be right here in the same situation 10 years later, 20 years later, 50 years later, still crying for the same things that we're being deprived of, you know what I'm saying, still being oppressed. You know, a lot of a lot of still being depressed, you know what I'm saying, just we still pressed, <laughs> Not hard real. pressed, you know. So it's like, yeah, it comes a time where you just you get fed up and you say, you know what? Yeah, I could turn. I could, you know, I could I could keep turning my eye. I could keep turning my head act like I don't see the wrong that's being done. But eventually it it's funny how that goes. A lot of people could turn their head and act like they don't see the wrong that's being done until it makes its way on your property. Mm. That's very true. You notice that though, like you could be in a neighborhood, bro. As long as everybody, hey, as long as it's going on around you, you cool. Like, hey, sh- 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 be quiet. <laughs> you, we let them handle that now. Then the moment something come and and it breaks on your property, oh lord, hey, I need help. Uh, you yeah, know this that problem then at that point. Exactly. Now it's the bigger. You see the bigger picture, right? But all before, you know what I'm saying? Everybody else crying, hey, I need you to come to, hey, they come to your house. Excuse me, sir, can I get you to sign this petition as well? I I have no way. Get off my property. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's like, now you ready to spearhead something. 100%. I think it's crazy, though, man, because, like, hey, talking about racism is, a, like, a super delicate, uh, to me, and I want to tell, I want to hear your, your standpoint on it, too. Like, for me, it's super delicate to talk about it because... You don't know what history somebody comes from, right? And for me, it's like when I talk about certain topics or when I bring it up or when it's brought up to yeah. judge somebody on how they choose to go about it, it's tough for me because you're right about what you said. You know, you could push it off to the left because it don't affect you. But then when it do affect you, that's when there's a problem. But at the same time, it comes with a lot of it comes with a lot too to take on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Explain that. For instance, what's going on in Israel, right? Or what's go- when wars go on outside. It's like we could barely pay attention to that unless it's on the news. But if it's a war inside the United States, then it's an issue. You know what I'm saying? It's because it became personal. Right. So it's like people turn a blind eye to it. I feel like part maybe part of the reason because it comes with a lot. You know what I'm saying? But to the people that's affected by it, of course. You know what I'm saying? They got the motivation. They got the... The inspiration and everything That's to because they're living it Right, they're yeah. living it But for somebody to take part into maybe changing it Or take part into bringing recognition Or whatever the case may be It also comes with a lot of baggage You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah So something that just hit me, man With madness, it's created one way And the solution to madness is created another way The one thing that both of those both of those things share in common is that it takes recipes. It takes a recipe to get chaos. It takes a certain recipe to get peace. And when you think about this, right, the, the, the difference between finding out what the antidote to something is, to the madness or the chaos, it takes a certain element to be added into the situation that otherwise wouldn't normally be present for it to even be added into that situation. Sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes, and this is, this is, this is, this is crazy where this is, is potentially getting ready to go. Sometimes it takes, I hate saying this, man, but sometimes it takes a a greater sacrifice. Sometimes it takes a sacrifice. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that is this here. You know, they got this saying, man, sometimes you're in the right place at the wrong time. And sometimes being in the right place at the wrong time calls for an innocent bystander to get hit. And it could be life altering, life changing. It could be, you know, that particular individual actually lost their life. And what comes from that is the antidote, the antidote to the solution behind the madness, behind the chaos. Sometimes that's when love actually finds a way into the cracks and it starts to turn. 
the situation. Now, you might ask me, brother, you might say, well, how does that happen? Because wouldn't it, like, logically, wouldn't that just add for more anger, more, you know, hostility? But in some cases, that's when people get fed up. They get fed up and they say, you know what? Look, the madness, you know, the foolishness, all of that, how things have been going before. We've been exposed to this for far too long. Far too long. So what? You know, this the, the east side, the west side had a grudge with each other for, you know, for, for, for however long. Are we going to just continue to just sit up there and we're going to kill each other until it's none of us left? Or are we going to come on and come together and, and we're going to make something of this? Now understand that no matter what, we still need both to coexist. Because all we doing is we we eliminating everything in between, which might have consisted of a mom's and pop shop. Now we we setting we setting our own community ablaze. It takes stuff like, oh yeah, 100%. It, it's crazy. But that's no, nah, I definitely agree with that. It's crazy, bro. Like it, and I not like as I say that and, and just think about it. It's like I could visualize this stuff. You like why does it take stuff like this? Because we become blind to the madness, blind to our own anger. A person that functions under anger, they're blind. All they see is the momentary um, desires of their mm. rotten heart. That's, That's all they true. see. A hundred percent. But I definitely agree with that. That's super true statement. Because you, you know what's crazy? Blind. Now take that same individual, lock his behind up, and now throw a, a life sentence on it. And now he, as he's sitting there, now all of us, he, he but my life thrown away. <laughs> but I didn't mean to do this. Look, I, I, true, I would bro. never. You, hundred percent, bro. So that means again, like we talked about this before, man. If you just would have thought before, before you reacted, just think. Just think, is it worth it? Uh, uh, bro, like, now, wow, now that's powerful. Is it worth it? If we take the moment to ask ourselves that, man, even if we're in a relationship, even if we, you know, even if, even if we, before we lay down with, you know, with, with, with someone, is it worth it? Bro, we talked about this earlier today, man, like, um, you know what? What is it? What? What? Are, what is this thing? What are we doing it for? Like, what's the purpose of this thing that we getting? That we trying to achieve for? Like, what purpose does it serve? As you said, and if you if you feel like elaborating on it, you said uh, we never think about the end goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we never, man. It's like we do we do so many things, bro. It, it, we we are definitely spontaneous creatures when you think about it, bro. We do something on the spur the spur of the moment, or just because Simon said do it, we do it, right? And then turn around and, and I don't know no Simon. But then, you know what I'm saying? They say, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. We doing it. 100%. You know what I'm saying? But we got on somebody's job and we decided the reason we was getting on this job is because somebody told me that, man, they pay a lot of money. First of all, you ain't never even asked what you're going to be doing, first of all, before you even got on the job. You just, the money moves you immediately. You made a money move. Right. But that was just because you make a money move don't doesn't necessarily deem it to be a successful move mm. or the move that's in your best interest. A money move doesn't necessarily mean that that you know, bro, you're gonna get peace. That's facts. Because again, oftentimes, bro, before we even before we even familiarize ourselves with what the job title is, the first thing that caught us was, boy, that's a, you know, it's a good paying job. Word. Hey, man, what, what an application where I can right. sign up at? That's 100% Then all true. of a sudden, man, you get on the interview process and you, that, all, the, whole, the, whole, the whole time, all you thinking about is the money. Then they sit up there and they tell you what you're going to be doing. Okay. Uh, you think you, you think you could do that? Are you afraid of heights? Wait a minute. Heights? Like, like how how we talking? And they tell you you gonna be up in the air. Like yo, like still you, how tall? Just walk with me. 
okay, but you go tell me how how how, how we gonna be. Then all of a sudden you walk in, you know, it's a bright sunny day, and then all of a sudden, man, you notice that it's a bunch of shade all of a sudden. Yeah, but I, I'm still trying to figure out how. Well, buddy, right here, the shade just look up. Now you looking up, bro? It's a big tower up there, and that's why I shade because the tower is blocking the sun. <laughs> bro, you gonna be up there? You think you can handle that? Yeah, you reconsidering. How much money you said we gonna be making? <laughs> brother gonna do it. He's still gonna tra- he gonna chance and he gonna do it. That brother was me one time, man. I'm speaking to myself right oh, now. Oh shoot! <laughs> I'm speaking to myself. I did it, Bruh. Climbed up there and everything, Bruh. One day, bruh, the man lift stopped working. The man lift is an elevator. That mug stopped working, bruh. And it's a it's it was a a silo. I was working on top of the silo. So man, you I'm, I, you you got to climb like they each section has a ladder, and it's on the outside of the silo. So you climbing, bro. It's like my body locked up. I was clenched, just <laughs> trying to climb, bro. Why the whole nothing? time, bro. And the higher up, I don't know what it is, bro. The higher up you get, bro. The atmosphere. You could tell when the atmosphere changed because for whatever reason, it seemed like it always get cooler when you yeah. go up, bro. That wind hit the back of your neck and you climbing. I'm to my bro. Look here, man. Look, your butt cheeks get tight. Everything, bro. You just lock up, bro. You just not looking down. But you don't want to. You look down. You you done for. You done for because you're not gonna want to take another step. You're not gonna want to take another step, bro. So like that 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 day, man. That the man lift got. You know it 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 was. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with it, but it wasn't working. It wasn't functional. Man, I'm telling you, bro. I finally had made it to the top, man. From like one section, two section. No, it was one section on the outside, then it was inside two. I think it was three sections. I made it to the top, man. I got to the top, bro, and I don't know. Like I'm just, I function like this. I know I was terrified. I was terrified, dog. Immediately, I got to the I got to the top, and like my body, my very first time. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you about the ladder. My very first time taking a man lift to get up there, and when I got up, got got on top of the uh the silo, I remember I climbed out, I climbed outside of the man lift, and immediately, bro, my legs, man, I'm looking at like I'm looking at Savannah. Damn. It's like. Well, we, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly where this, where this place is. Where we, uh, where we were located at, bro, on top of the silo, it looked like I was looking off in the far, right? And I could see the, I could see the Savannah Bridge. And it looked like I was about the same level with the Savannah Bridge. I'm looking at it. And then all of a sudden, my legs almost turned to jelly, dog. I I turn around. And normally, the first thing I thought, don't look down. But yeah, I was like, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I need to, I need to conquer this fear. I'm looking at trees. Trees don't even look big no more. I'm like, bro, when the trees don't look big, That's man, right. we're like, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying, man? So I said, no, nah, I need to conquer this fear. So I said, I'm gonna look down. I looked down, man, and it was a, it was a like a a clump of clay. Cause where, where, where I was working at, that's we did we dealt with clay. So I took a piece of the the uh, this this clay like this clay ball, and I took it. And I let it drop. The count? Were you counting to see how long? Man, it no, I ain't no. I just oh. wanted. To, I just waited to see. Man, that thing that thing was fall as it was falling. It's like the clay ball looked like it was breaking up in the air. Damn. Dude. Man, but then it was still enough of it to hit the when it hit the ground, bro. It's like it shat. Like I'm talking about that thing like it turned to dust. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm up real far." <laughs> 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 so I'm like, "Bro, like, yeah, it, it it was a different experience, man. Like they tell they tell us all kind of like horror stories and stuff, man. They talking about man, dude, man. They say man up there." Cause at night, like we used to have, we had swing shifts, so like sometimes we had to work like the graveyard shift. 
Man, that was scary too. Being up there at night, bro. Uh, bro, I can imagine. The wind pick up at night too. But what, bro? Yeah. You act like you didn't been up there. Oh man, I already know. Man, man. look, I was up I mean, there one I night. Know if I say that, <laughs> I'm good. Man, look, I'm straight. I was up there, man, one night, and this was the night, man. The boys wanted to tell me the story of old man Demery. Say, man, it's it's been said, man, up there at the top, man. You go up there, man, and you you know. It's like, you know, you go inside, the, you, you got to go up there on top of the silo. But they had, it's like. Like the best, a platform? It's a plat, Yeah, it's a platform that'll get you over. Like the best way I can describe this to you, man. It's like, you, it's like, it almost looked like a long trailer. You got to go inside to like, you know, you, you sitting up there, bro. It's like, you, you dealing with this clay and stuff like that. So. I remember I was in like inside of what appeared like it looked like a long trailer. I was inside of this this long trailer, well, building, whatever. So um, I remember, bro, I'm talking about, man, this clay get the turning and stuff like that, man. So it's like, man, it created like all this, like, it's just like you can't see nothing, bro. Like you, you can't see because it's, it's so thick and it's in inside of this. Like, oh, yeah, this, it's contained. This, yeah, yeah. Man, it's like open up the doors you got to try to let some of that stuff out but it's like man so i got to looking man and it's like i saw something like all the way at the end it was just me up there i got my walkie and i'm looking i'm like yo what that look like something <laughs> something moving back there and they then told us the story of old man Demery uh, said, man, the man's spirit. So on the man's spirit, it said that you you get to walking up there, man. You'll see like he'll he'll still be wa- walking around up there on top of the. Bro, that's well, the wrong like, thing bro, to tell me, bro. Bro, it was crazy, dog. It was, <laughs> bro. Real talk. I already know we got. <laughs> but that thing, it was different, bro. It was different. That thing make a man out you, though, nah, bro. bro. I can imagine. You talking about working out and all man. that, bro? Sometimes, bro, we ain't had no work to do. So like that stuff, man. We had all kind of issues up there sometime, man. That stuff will overflow. Then it had cracks in the roof, so the water come down. And then when it hit the clay, it hardens oh, yeah. up. And it's like, bro, we ain't had nothing to do, so we had to go up there and we had to clean the inside of the, uh, you know, bro. We in there, man, with, with shovels, bro. You just trying to trying to knock it out, bro. And it's like, bro, you using that shovel, man. You digging up that wet, well, hard now, hard clay. It's like, bro, you talking about lifting weights. You want to work out, go and do that. You know what I'm saying? Do that. <laughs> bro, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm straight. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I man. live vicariously through you. It, trust me. <laughs> it just brought back memory. I think I'm traumatized. Crazy, bro. Where <laughs> but, we at, man? Um. So I got, okay. We so, hit one more, then we can lock it down. Okay. Uh, I talked to you like... uh vehicular fatalities like just just keeping it on that um point that what we were talking about man with like the you know um the past and the present oh, yeah. you know the rules and stuff like that um uh, so do you think like with the do you think we had more vehicular homicides when the cars were built the way they were built before like the, the 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 actual models and the body types of the cars change, or do you think that we have more vehicular hom- I mean not homicide vehicular uh, fatalities now? Uh, probably back then, just for the fact that like like I seen a crash of a new car and an old car, and it's like that ain't even no crash, bro. Yeah, one man, of them just getting destroyed, messed up. Man, I'm like, Yeesh. that's you know paper. So it's like you know why the cars lasted longer and they was harder. You know what I mean? I don't know about a car that. Both of those cars hitting each other, like a hard, uh, like a nineteen eighties horror car versus the same car. I don't know how that'll work out, but I don't think it was um, as safe. You know what I'm saying? You're right because you think about that too. A man being in a like you think about it. If a man inside of a, if a man is inside of a a steel box, mm-hmm. and another man is inside a steel box, and you just a hundred miles per hour, both right. steel boxes just flying into each other. You know what I'm saying? And they Man. was making them just as fast. You know what I'm saying? Like they were still going hundred miles an hour. They still had big, was, yeah. big uh, speedometers. So it's like you know, you hit something like that hard. You feel me? Now a little smaller tap, thirty miles an hour, maybe or less, twenty five or less, is uh you know. But 
what I learned uh, was also was the velocity kills you. It's not even a crash. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just like the impact itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the faster you go, bro. I was like, like, dang, I thought the whole crash, like your body getting knocked around uh-uh. killed you. Because see, like, like if, if you get, like, you think about it, man. If you have two cars going 40 miles per hour, and that's still fast right. when you think about it compared to what a human can run. But if you go to two cars going 40 miles per hour and they hit one another versus a car, a car that's going... 120 miles per hour and the other car might be doing about 90 mm-hmm. or 80. Man, look here. That right there. Oh, yeah. Both of them probably don't go Man, look here. You, juice. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> 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 ain't funny, bro, but it's funny. I know it's exactly I what you're talking that, about. Man, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, bro. That's why. That's why. Hey, bro, we hey, boy, you got man. two cans, boy, a juice, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would that, that would be top be. off. <laughs> Stone Cold Deep. gonna be called Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> that was so accurate. Oh, bro. You Look, a fool, man. Man, you got me, man. I got the, uh, I probably shouldn't even be looking this up, but I'm just, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I could imagine. Oh, man. And you know, um, the new Hellcat jailbreak, it came out with a Hellcat jailbreak. You can't even get a warranty on it. Like, even if you drive it off a lot or whatever, because it goes so fast. What? Yeah. How fast does it go? Uh, it's 200 dash. But on that note, bro, you're going to hey, take man. us out. <clears throat> yeah, man. We had a lot of fun on this podcast, man. Too much fun. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you thought it was entertaining. Um, like, share, comment, tell a friend, tell a family member, man. This is the Real Talk Podcast. Peace. Real Talk. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms, linked in the description, and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.